Hello, and welcome to the School of Wealthy Living, where we take a deep dive into the true meaning of building a wealthy life in the four pillars of finances, family, fitness, and fun. Hosted by myself, Erica Williams, and myself, Adriana Gentile. Join us as we scale our six and seven figure companies and live our best lives as we capture the true meaning of a wealthy life. Fun. Welcome back to the School of Wealthy Living. We are so excited to dive into episode nine. We are in the ninth month. So we have a lot Ooh. of new beginnings and closures happening. We are going to be diving deep into some of the current events, some of the things that are going around the world. And we're also going to, you know, just be open-minded about what we feel we're going through in this time, what's happening in terms of what's being disclosed, what's maybe not being disclosed and how we feel about it. So I'm very excited. I know we've been talking about this off camera quite a bit, you and I, Mm -hmm. um, And now we're going to give our listeners a little bit of an inside scoop to the conversations we have quite a bit. I love this. I'm so excited. I feel like the world has been waiting for us to crack open this piece of our brain. And, um, you know, Erica and I are fully aware that the route that we want to take you all on, because that really is our personal mission on, on earth, really is to empower as many people as we possibly can with the knowledge that it really is their right to know. So um we also of course want to be really wary not to discredit what we're saying by going completely down the rabbit hole and making you feel like this is just a conspiracy podcast because it absolutely is not what it is is a higher conscious perspective on the information that's already out there so we're just going to talk about it and this is so powerful for you as a listener because you get to listen to this, but I encourage you, even as the two that are hosting this podcast, you don't need to accept everything that we're saying as truth. It's really important for you to absorb this and feel what resonates with you and what's in true alignment with you and use your own discernment. But I also do think that people label people as conspiracy theorists because that's just an easy out of not having the conversation. So I think it's really important for us to have the conversation, really important for us to stay open-minded, really important for us to see this as a way of unification, not division. This is not for you to see that there are different opinions and one is better than or one group or party is more than or whatever. This is your own discernment with the information that's out there and following your heart. So Erica. Today, we wanted to talk about something that is really current, um, that I like how you always say this, it brought up more questions than answers for you, Erica, and Mm -hmm. myself. So let's talk about those wildfires that are happening right now. The most notable one was Lahaina in Hawaii. Um, I know there was one happening basically right in your backyard, Erica, in Kelowna. Um, We've seen some very peculiar weather patterns in Florida um, with different uh, storm surges. And and then even in correlation with the moon, they were talking about 15 foot waves like. But there's also some natural disasters that are happening around the world that you don't know about that are only being found on other social media channels. So, Erica, today, let's talk about geoengineering and uh, weather possible weather manipulation and just what's going on with the current natural disasters. So 
Yeah, it's because I came across this like even back in 2016, I saw that they, you know, the the Pentagon and, and certain countries had disclosed that they have weather manipulation machines and that they can, you know, basically put things into the air to create rain, to create different well, weather patterns. I was just in Dubai. And when I was in Dubai, they literally tell people when they're putting the drone up to make rain come. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just funny because that actually has been fully disclosed to the public. Yeah. In conversations, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, either not aware of it or don't think it's true in terms of, Hey, you know, we've had very unusual weather here. I think that, you know, there's something going on greater than just mother nature being angry and (laughs) obviously fighting back a little bit. But, um, so it's just, it's just an awareness piece is to say, you know, if these things have been disclosed and we're still not open-minded to the fact of the what ifs, or, you know, just, just seeing what else could be, you know, running in terms of creating these natural disasters. I mean, do I think that, um, you know, mother earth is mad at us because we haven't taken a sustainable approach to energy and, you know, to a lot of our other things, pollution. And yes, of course, of course, of course. But my main thing is she loves us still so much. She still gives us so much abundance, even though she's hurting. Of course. And I, I think also is my theory is always, if you're not part of the solution, then you're still part of the problem. So I like to go deep on the problem until I realize, Hey, if I'm still working on the problem, the solution actually resides at a higher level of consciousness. And that's the difference between looking at the problem just with 3d eyes, which is physical 3d. We know what 3d is. It's everything physical and tangible in front of us that we can see hear, smell, touch, feel, 5D is our spiritual faculties and our awareness and our intuition and our, you know, the insights that we get and that, you know, truth to me has a resonance to it. And we know that because we get, you know, the angel bums, we get this, you know, this, it strikes a chord, right? When you even use that term striking a chord, what does that language mean? It means truth has a resonance to it. So when people say, well, how do you know? I say, I don't know, but I feel it. Right. And that resonates with me. So I think that's the bigger thing we're discussing is a, we don't know what's happening, (laughs) but we feel certain things are happening. And this is our personal opinions on it, um, through the things that we get sent by other people or that we come across ourselves. So we will pull some things up today. Um, but I feel like the fire that happened here, it was, wait, what did they say happened? First of all, like um, what, what, what we're talking about the fires right now. Um, let's just first toss around what what did they say happened in Lahaina? Like, how did these fires even, quote unquote, get started or begin? We've heard a few different theories. Yeah, so what have you I heard? You can start to look at that as like, what is the mainstream news saying? And, you know, we all have a personal opinions on that in general. But it was saying that, you know, one segment I saw um, a uh, electrical wire came down and it sparked in a field. And then that's what got out of hand. There was another, um, you know, spark that happened in another field and that's what started another fire over there. And then it just kind of yeah. came up in the smoke and it was very, you know, very See? hot, very fast, very quickly. And no one really had any time. And I know a lot of the locals were saying that they, they weren't warned. They had no warning. It was like 10 minutes and the fires here. So you got, you got to kind of put yourself into that situation of what would that even look like to you? If you're just sitting in your house and all of a sudden a fire is next door to you, usually oh my gosh, I can't imagine. To, 
prepare. But didn't you say horn. that they have one of the largest horns? What were you saying about that? Like the, the warning? So that was another thing. Yeah. So there is an army base off of the coast and they have one of the largest um, alarms and it was not sounded. It They said, basically, I think the official narrative of the, it would have done nothing, <laughs> um, which I don't even really understand that logic, but um, it wasn't, uh, they didn't sound the alarm. They didn't warn people. They knew about it in certain areas and other areas were not notified. And the other, like, so for me, I start asking, well, this brings up more questions than answers. And then when you start to kind of pull that thread, then that leads you to, well, if there is a narrative here that they're not telling us who would benefit from it? Cause it's obviously not the people affected. So, you know, then we start to look at other media sources and other information that people have put together. And we'll pull up some of those um, because we start to look at, even I saw a global representation of all the fires currently happening and it is thousands, it's alarming. Play the clip. I, yeah, like to look at it, as, you know, there's so many fires around the world right now. Our world is burning. And I know it's a hard topic to kind of, you know, really lean into if you're in a place where there's not a fire and it's not immediately affecting you right now. But with fire, it brings so much awareness. And I think that's the 5D conversation is like, it gets so bold that you cannot not look, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that we're looking at is like, really, we're, we're having to face all of these things that have been going on for years and years, but they're now coming to the surface. So we're going to play this clip. Um, and we'll kind of narrate some of it because not all of it, you guys will be able which, to see. Which by the way, you guys, not sure if you know, but we do have these on YouTube. So if you're like me and you work, you know, uh, remote location, I always go to my favorite little kava bar, what have you. And I like to have YouTubes up, put us on and you can actually see us live in the ch <laughs> Exactly. So, so Erica's pulling up the article right now. It's a TikTok video. I'm going to kind of narrate through the parts that you can't see. Uh, and so there's a big screen with fire yeah. right now. Together. So I'm going to do that for you. This right here, this was Maui while it was on fire. Give me one second. Now this is proof in itself, even though they are trying to label it as conspiracy, Maui was supposed to be this first smart island. Now give me one more second. This is Tenerife, the Canary Islands. I'm going to show you something else. As devastating as it is, as you can see, initiative aims to use technology as a means of transforming the island and making improvements, not just the quality of its tourists offer, but close to the quality of life of its citizens. As you can see, Tenerife into a smart tourist destination. Give me one second. These happen to be the fires that are blazing out in Yellowknife, Canada. Um, they just so happen to be next to a whole bunch of private owned land. And I'm going to show you something that might change your mind a little bit. As you can see, City of Yellowknife has done considerable community engagement to understand what a smart city might mean in the Nordic context and how it will improve the lives of its residents. The approval and rejection deadline for all these cities that I'm showing you was by August 17th. All these fires happened and started before August 17th. But give me one second. Kelowna. So it's saying same as Kelowna we're seeing in front of us. Same video. So that's where Erica is currently living. I have an Airbnb, Airbnb property rental there. Um, we have lots of clients, friends who live there. So now she's just saying same as Athens and Larissa, Greece. The fires are also happening. The video well, starts. Also, these guys. smart cities were supposed to be projected to be there. Oh well, hold on. That's where I'm going to go all in because I've been researching that. Um, great. So yeah. So we. So you heard that there's is some peculiar behavior. 
And so I did take the time to look into um, even uh, what I actually saw the correlation was Microsoft. So Microsoft is wanting to uh, combine with other uh, cities and build out smart cities. But I'm hearing that there's a lot of um, re uh, resistance towards that from the landowners, from the town, the cities, what have you. So what I've heard on the other side of the coin, and yeah, I, this is my personal belief, is I do believe that they have been burnt down to be rebuilt. And um, I did take the time to look online and Google and just Microsoft smart cities. You all can take the time too, because I'm looking at investing again. We're also looking at you know different locations for living. And I said to my husband on that list of making a choice of where I want to live, it's like one, obviously safety for my kids and two, no Microsoft smart city plans. And that's how I'm navigating through making decisions right now. So um, Erica, also, I thought there was, if you wanted to add into that, the smart cities, um, because I know that there, you also yeah, have so a clip that then was talking more about kind of what they're seeing on ground zero of those yeah. burnt down cities. On the ground in, in Kelowna, um, one of the, you know, um, firemen fighting it was saying that this is the hottest fire like it on I don't know what the scale is but it was on the very end of that scale if not off of it and he's like I don't like the question is how did it get so blazing hot so quickly and spread so quickly and so then that asked was there you know something in the soil something in the ground something in that area something you know in around making that happen or how like you know so that's where my mind goes of the you know these devastating events and it just happens so quickly whereas if it did happen truly naturally you know I do believe the events um you know are a natural disaster but what's causing the natural disasters what's yeah. exaggerating it and why is help not being um allowed? well that's because there's that's also areas where my you know they, they were not allowed to come and bring their trucks of supplies of fuel of food to people in the shoe shop. And same thing with Lahaina. They were, so that's what I was going to say was the fact that, yeah, okay. Maybe that the, um, sure. Maybe there's a sparking of soil. Maybe what's in the soil What's into this. Da, 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 da. Okay. Sure. We can't control nature. We have no idea, but that's where the suspicious behavior around human behavior. That's what really boggles my mind. Uh, my girlfriend was in La um, in Hawaii at the time of these fires. We sent e-transfers to help with people's lists to be sent over by boat. I saw the boat with my own eyes. I knew where the money was going and they were boating things across and getting people's supply list and doing it for them. And you should have seen that she was sending me videos of like the Costco lineups and everything it was insane. But then she said that they were getting stopped. They were getting stopped in the water, getting stopped in the air, getting stopped in the land. No one is allowed in or off that island they're not accepting any external help no drones can fly over it's just really peculiar and i understand okay let's take it back a second take it back public safety um you know like all of those things but i i don't know man public safety versus humanness of helping people in times of peril and need i feel like trump's at the trump safety at the time you know but uh yeah, okay, I, I was pulling up a new video. Um, so this is another one that we're showing about the special police and media blackout regarding Lahaina, these black walls being put around the city. Um, so this is just someone showing that that's actually where no one can see what's going on 
inside of there from the road. No one can get in there. No one can take any pictures. And then I've also seen these weird foreign police cars showing up, these special police. What I, I'm not sure what to call them. This is a Nissan, but there's quite a large presence of these standing guard around the perimeter. We've also lost our ability to fly drones really anywhere near this area. Now, this 20-second clip here that I, I tried to get out of my car and show what was going on, I was almost immediately, after these 20 seconds, National Guard came, chased me off, yelled at me, told me to get back in my car and keep moving. So you cannot pull over, you can't even stop your car anywhere near any of this anymore. Now, I'm going to show you a fairly long clip that shows just the how extensive the fencing is on the western side of the main highway here. And there also is National Guard, regular police, and what I have dubbed special police, which are these police cars that are foreign made. Uh, the people that are driving them are not, they don't look like any police I've ever seen in the United States. So kind of a bizarre situation, but they have all, they have a, a huge presence standing guard ensuring that nothing can be documented. You can't stop your car. You can't pull over. You can't fly a drone. You can't take a picture. You can't get in anywhere near any of this, which is part of what makes the footage that I have so unique. Now, I always make sure to point out that the footage that I have has been uploaded to the mainland to multiple people. They have the credentials to my social media. So if anything does happen to me, it's not going to prevent the story getting out. But the footage I have both uh, on the ground and, uh, in, and drone, but particularly on the ground, is not going to be able to be reproduced with the amount of resources they have put into locking this area down. Now, okay. I am working on another video now that's going to show side by side this same drive a week ago. So you guys can compare the, you know, what it's like now and you can see just the amount of fencing. Yes. So, but Erica, actually, even before you take that away, can you pull that back up for one second? Because I think what's really interesting, actually, so you guys all heard that video and we just talked about it just before we even played it, right? You heard the black screens around. I'm seeing a comment on this person's photo and I think it's worth talking about because this is kind of why, you know, anyways, this person says stuff like this makes people paranoid for no reason. Maybe there are still burnt bodies everywhere and to preserve the integrity of those people to notify loved ones they've done the done. Why do people automatically go to, they want to keep us out. We have rights. Why does everything have to be fighting and protesting? Sheesh. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be, have a straight out moment. You guys like it is, uh, this is that that's someone who, and I'm again, all love and with polarity, but is not questioning and is just accepting. And there's no wrong in questioning. But I, I, Erica, what do you feel about that? Well, I just feel like it raises the hairs on the back of my neck. We all have instincts. We all have intuition. We all have, um, you know, we know when something's off. And to me, it just feels like something is off all around us. And there are some people that you know, don't want to look at the 3d and maybe they're just looking at from a 5d and they're like, everyone just stay in love and light. And I do believe in controlling your frequency and not giving power to, you know, certain circumstances, but then there is a 3d reality of people being affected, people being displaced, people's lives being dramatically affected. And how do we mitigate the damage? You know, if we do believe that, you know, this is going to continue to get worse, because that's even the narrative that they're spinning is, that well this is just this is just how the world works you know like this is the bigger well, they've been planting that seed for the longest time with global warming like we've yeah. been we've been preparing this for a long time 
And, you know, as a kid, like these are the questions that I start to ask myself is why, if we have unlimited resources, unlimited amount of money, unlimited amount of people that are willing and ready to help people in need, why is our world not getting better? I mean, maybe you could argue at some level it is we're coming out of the dark ages, but not in in the fast amount of time that we know we could if we really put all hands on deck. And I think that's what our real mission here is, is to be a part of the solution of what can we do, taking our power back and be able to, you know, speak your truth if that's what you feel right. Like, you know, everyone is going to have a different opinion on all various subjects. That's, you know, that's the beauty of the diversity of the planet, but we are trying to unite people of what is the best outcome for everyone, not just a small few. And it seems like people, the general people continue to suffer and it's unnecessary. And I think that's really what strikes a chord. I know you're, you know, a mom and there's many mothers out there and it does seem to affect a lot of parents thinking about what will their children have to live through? Mm -hmm. What is the world that we're handing over to them? How will they be able to navigate these waters? Um, and so I think that's really the bigger picture of what we're looking at is, is the things that we're being told that's the solutions and the good, you know, the good things for the planet, is that actually the solution or is that the solution they're giving us while covertly having a different narrative or agenda? Now, I think it's really going to come to the people of unifying together, communicating, higher level awareness, higher level consciousness, because again, the solutions all reside at a higher level consciousness and us bringing that down into the physical 3D. And we know of groups that are already, you know, well on their way with these technologies, well on their way with mm -hmm. movements. And so it's connecting all of these people together so that we can really bring forth, <laughs> you know, this kind of utopia world that we all could one day dream of or be a part of, right? Which, yeah, and I think that's something to really hammer home is the people and you said this earlier too like maybe the fires aren't happening in your backyard so you don't pay much attention to it um but one you guys got to realize that these fires are everywhere right now they're not just canada and Kelowna and lahaina they're everywhere right now but not only are they everywhere physically but the intention is also to strike fear within you and that's where this podcast has found you and we want to help instill and transmute that fear energy into a radiant positive energy so you know leaving this podcast today that the outcome does rely in your hands and you can call us crazy woo, woo all you want but I that is my true belief system that we one are already winning like Erica said we're exiting out of the dark ages we're entering into the age of Aquarius into the light um you know uh, historically speaking it was industrial age then information age and now, um, what what era are we in, Erica? The do well, we era. Have, yeah, we're we're now in the experience era of Aquarius, right? Experience. And so it's really for us to integrate and to implement. And I think this brings us to a solution. Yes. Um, if we really dive deep, uh, Joe Dispenza has had a huge impact on both our lives, a lot of people that we work with. And he has done studies because he is all about taking the scientific and the spiritual combining them in a way that people can truly experience it for themselves. Right. So it's through creation, okay. you know, creating the belief and then actually going out in the world and experiencing it. So it, you know, increases their, uh, you know, ability to retain and want more information also strengthens their belief and then able to produce better results. Well, so that's where people might at my, might, that's where I want you to really get clear for people because some people might be like, we're talking 
talking about fires and the end of the world and you're telling me about a Joe Dispenza course, how does the two correlate? Well, I think it goes back to really the understanding and belief and standing in our empowerment. So if we know that, you know, we are electric magnetic beings and, you know, manifestation is huge right now. Um, but whatever your denomination is, or if you're just spiritual in general, you know that you are frequency and by changing your frequency, it has a resonance and a ripple effect. And if everyone did that collectively, you may have been in a group meditation, group yoga session, group prayer before, and you feel it, it is a resonance that, you know, so what we had done is we asked our, we both do Kundalini through an instructor in the morning. We, um, Adriana asked for a prayer for Kelowna and for, you know, everyone around me. And guess what? We prayed for rain. We felt as if rain was on our skin. I was crying. I had eyes, water out of my eyes. Yeah. So we, we looked at, you know, we experienced that. And then guess what happened a night later, it rained here. Oh my gosh. That's chills. (laughs) I got, I have the angel. Holy. So is that coincidence? Maybe, but who cares if we know it works, if we believe it works, we know that if we believe something works, whether you believe you know, if it's going to happen or not, it will <laughs> like, it's we'll just look at it this way that it works, creates the manifestation of it. You're, you're basically saying collective resonance, that yeah. bottom line, collective resonance can help sol- solve this in energetically speaking. And if you want to go into the science of literally what an atom is and all of the things we can do that, but, um, bottom line is we're coming out of this. You have the power within you. It is all within you. This is collective consciousness or collective resonance. So where the opposing side is using collective resonance of fear to resonate that vibration, we got to do the opposite. And we have to have collective resonance of self-empowerment, belief, love, compassion. And the two are of equals. It's just now a different resonance. And we know that the highest vibration, meaning it is much stronger than a lower vibration, meaning it doesn't take a whole lot to have a positive outcome when we're speaking energetically it takes a lot more effort of a negative yes because we're talking about literally vibrations if we're talking about vibrations that is a resonance a low vibration you need a lot more low vibing stuff to make a low vibing outcome however you need a lot less high vibing action to have a high vibing out outcome so it's only 20 to 30 percent so if exactly you population you know, neurons that fire together, wire together, and only takes 20% of your neurons in your brain to click into a shift of perception in order for the rest of your brain to start to fire and wire with that. So if we think of the collective consciousness in the world as an organism itself, if 20 to 30% of humans shift their perception and shift their resonance, the rest of the collective conscious will be pulled towards that. And the, the negative and the lower vibrations will dissipate because two resonance cannot be held in the same space. And that's just quantum science. So when we're going to this is really just telling people like, we do have things that we can do and you need to stand in your own empowerment because it's very easy to say, well, you know, one person can't change the world. I don't, you know, I can't do anything about it. Uh, you know, you know, or like like that woman there. Oh, why do we have to cause a protest every time? It's like, lady, we've been going through some shit for the past for a few years here. I think it's time we start questioning some stuff. Don't you think? Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like, we don't have to, um, you know, allow it to affect our emotional state. That's not what we're saying is, you know, that's actually the opposite of what we're saying. We're saying, yeah, be aware and strengthen your emotional state, but also, yeah, be that embodiment and be that example, because we all know that everyone needs 
you know, pillars of strength. There's a lot of people suffering right now around the world, but there's also a lot of people doing very well. And so if you are in certain circles, you know, find like-minded people, find communities that, you know, you can be a part of. Um, and even, you know, connect with us, connect with us on social, because we are really creating this community that are also a part of other groups that are on the same wavelength as we just want to find the solutions and we want to, you know, help bring those forth and less focus on the problem, but we do have to be aware of it. Yes. I love that. And to really empower some people on that too. Um, I know that the term direct energy weapon has been used do right. And so that is a technology, right? I really just want to make sure everyone takes it home to understand that you as a human are the most intelligent technology on this planet. But hold on, it's not just words like just stick with me for a second. Whether you believe in God or not, or whatever your belief system is. How incredible, like if you think about how do you make a computer, you have to have wires that speak to one another, and then it creates an outcome. We are literally, our wires, our communication is through cells and electromagnetism and our tissues, they communicate with one another and our emotional manifest as physical pain within us. And we know that we literally have an encodement of electromagnetism around our DNA. You think about it and you really think about what a miracle the human body is, how much of a technology humans are. I'm going to say this all the time. I always want to give my belief in the powers of the human race. Humans are you have 80% junk DNA. We're not even maximizing our full potential. So don't have any fear over some piece of technology that people are talking about to strike fear and you direct energy weapons, or they're trying to bring your awareness to it. I want you to know you are way far beyond intelligent technology than a direct energy weapon. And you also have the solution within you and we have the ability. And I want to give my, my faith into human humankind, because like we know about this direct energy weapon stuff, that's what's being told out the things that we don't even know that are happening, that are helping us. And Erica and I've watched uh, like Dr. Nassim and the unified theory. And he's talking about quantum physics and all of these different things. Bottom line is there's really intelligent, good hearted people out there that are fighting back. We just don't know about, it. we're just, and we don't need to know about it. That's why our personal mission is to hold our faith, hold our strength, get into your highest self. Erica and I, we, I think we should actually do a podcast about our highest self routine, but neither here nor there. That is the most that you can do during this time right now is to take control of your personal power, your personal empowerment, and be able to strengthen the skill of energy transmutation, the ability to take a negative and the quicker and faster that you can transmute it into positive because there will always be negative. This is a skill, literally a workable skill, like a muscle. You can get better at it. And this is what the name of the game of life is to when you have a perceived negative situation, how fastly can we turn it around to a positive energy transformation? And I just want to, you know, go deeper on that to say, like, this is what has been hidden from us is that we know our physical senses, but we don't, we are not in tune with our spiritual senses and they're actually spiritual gifts, like our intuition, like our visualization, like our, um, you know, ability to create, you know, that is the divine gift. So the further you can go down 
that, you're not only going to make the world better, you're going to make your financial health better, your social health better, your relationships stronger, your physical health, your emotional health, your mental health, your spiritual health. Like it's all holistically in tune with it. And this is exactly what we love to take our students through and help because we know on a very real level what it's done in our lives and the people, you know, around us. And, you know, now more than ever, the veil is thinning and people are starting to see in actual reality, you know, what's also happening out there, but what's happening internally within themselves. And it's more of a turning inwards than a turning outwards. I think our society has programmed us to be very outward, you know, projected and focused, but now we are being called to go inwards and to really do some soul searching, really find out what is my passion? Who am I here to help? How do I live my best, highest self life? Right. And so if you are interested in any of that, you know, take a look at, um, you know, some of the courses we offer our one-on-one mentorships. Um, we love to do mentorships together and it's just something to add on to, you know, how you can grow in not only business, but your personal health, um, financial health, everything on that side. So I'm very excited for our conversation next week because we are going to be diving a little bit deeper into, um, AI. Yeah, we're going to talk about spirituality. We're going to talk about these cycles that the earth has been going through for the last thousands of years. And that will bring a lot more awareness to the things that we're speaking about. So make sure to stay tuned for the next episode as always. And hey, hold on. And if you found any value from this, from this podcast at all, or you feel like somebody else needs to hear it, we don't run any paid ads. We only market this off of our own social media and we really feel that we have the power to be the voice of the people right now. So if you do agree with that and you feel like people need to have this knowledge, can you please help us share it where, however you want to do that. You want to post it on your Instagram stories with the link. You just want to send it into their inbox. You want to write an email. You want to send it via carrier pigeon and tell them the code. I don't know. I don't care. Just help us get the word out. You guys, thank you so much for all of your support and giving us space to be who we truly are for you. Thank you. Until next time, stay wealthy, my friends. Stay wealthy, my friends. Thank you for listening. We hope it resonated with you today. Take a look at our show notes to find any links for this episode, our coaching and mentorship opportunities, and we'd love to connect with you on social media. See you in the next episode.